0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Not Another Wellness Podcast. Thanks for tuning in for part two of Tegan's birth story where I'm going to share how the rest of the birth went and then talk a little bit about postpartum healing and recovery and like just some tips, honestly, (laughs) if you're about to go through that and you want to hear someone's firsthand experience. I um, don't know how much time I have. My little one just went down for a nap. So I'm going to see how far I get. So I think I left off with the pushing phase, how I pushed for two hours and they called the OB to come in and try the vacuum assist. And I'm saying this all very casually, but it was kind of an intense period and I was really scared and I just started to cry. I was really, really worried that the vacuum was going to hurt her or do some damage to her head or her brain. I just had all these worst case scenarios in my head. But at that point, I really trusted that my birth team Had my best interest and had Tegan's best interest in heart. So. I said, okay, and closed my eyes as the room filled with people and the OB came in to administer the vacuum. I remember her saying, I can only try this a few times. And that's because the vacuum is like a giant suction cup that goes onto the baby's head and tries to help the baby descend or even come out of the birth canal. And you can't put it on too many times because it does really pull on their little heads and their heads are super soft so they can get out of the body. So, for minimizing risk they only tried a few times um i was completely under the impression that she was going to come out with this vacuum assist so the first couple of pushes before the vacuum i tried to muster all the strength in the world to get her out i was like maybe i can just get her out before they even need the vacuum and um she's going to be here and i can get this get this over with because at this point i was in a lot a lot of pain um I'll explain why later, but things were just really, really intense. Um, So that's kind of why I think they recommended we try and vacuum because she wasn't getting under the pelvic pubic bone and I was clearly struggling and in a lot of pain and just really exhausted at this point in the labor. She, the OB, comes in, puts on the vacuum, and, like, I kind of blacked this part out because it was just something I really didn't want to see or experience, so I kind of closed my eyes, like I said, and I I just felt and heard this popping sensation. I want to um, <laughs> spare you of the details, but, like, basically the vacuum popped off, and after three attempts, she did not come out. And so I was really scared at this point because I was thinking, okay, this was like our, you know, last resort kind of thing. And if it didn't work, I I just didn't ever think that it wasn't going to work. Like I assumed it was going to pull the baby out and this is all going to be over. And it was just going to be like a really intense birth, but like, you know, all good. And it didn't work that way. She didn't come out. And so... The OB left the room. I don't, like, this is the part that, like, things got really, really intense. I just, like, was so scared that I couldn't do it, that I wasn't going to be able to get her out on my own, and then we tried the assist, and it didn't work, and so I was just, like, feeling so defeated, and the birth was so mental for me. It was such a mental game. It was like, yes, the physical pain is, like, is incredible, but that you have to kind of put aside cuz you got to get this child out right like this is not like life or death but it kind of feels that way it's like you got to get her out um and it was just taking a lot longer and needing a lot more i was needing a lot more help and support than i ever imagined um so about a dozen times before this point which i've really never experienced before i've done sports i've pushed myself i know that mental mental The mental game of whatever you're doing, or like how your mind is, can totally affect the destiny. (laughs) Like, it can you can muster up strength that you never knew you had, you can keep going when your body wants to quit. But this was like that times 10. I've never felt so like primal and so like at the end of my rope, but just having to reach for more because there was no other option. Um. So I just, I mean, I don't know. I got her out though, (laughs) you guys. I was able to do it somehow. 30 more minutes of pushing. I swear there was an assist from something bigger than me, helping me get more strength that I did not think I had, that I knew I didn't have. And Tegan came out. She was sunny side up, which kind of explains why this whole process had taken so long. Sunny side up means that Tegan was facing up towards the sky when she came out and it's most babies are born head down um like looking at the ground and that's a little bit more of a natural position sunny side up can be a little bit more difficult to deliver that's kind of what they told me afterwards that sunny side up babies like sometimes women re- you know really struggle to get them out because they're just not in the optimal position for the body to like expel the baby and so they were all very congratulatory and um, telling me that I had done something you know incredible obviously birth is incredible no matter what but just telling me that you know that's why it took so long um it just blows my mind that they didn't know the position of the baby until she was out it still feels crazy that that can be the case in 2023 they did check her ultrasound when I got there to check that she was head down and it kind of just Still blows my mind that they weren't able to tell that she was facing up, and the thing is though, if they had known that, they might not have let me try. They might have suggested a C-section. I'm not really sure. Um, so, pretty, uh, pretty exhausted. Um, I will never ever forget the feeling of them putting the baby on my belly. I thought it was going to be on my chest, but I think maybe the cord was wrapped around her foot or something like that, if I remember correctly. So they put her on my belly and this like, just the feeling of her warmth and this like squishy, wet, like slippery baby was all of a sudden out after, I don't know, was it like 34 hours of labor starting and stalling and starting and picking up and the Pitocin and the epidural I um I wish this moment was more like you like you hear about when they're like oh they put the baby on your chest and you're flooded with good hormones and endorphins and you feel amazing and you forget all the pain. That wasn't the case for me. I was in a lot of pain at that point and the two midwives who had come Towards the end, we were then assessing the damage, if you will, of like my body from the vacuum, from the delivery of her being sunny side up. Um, there was a lot of bleeding. Um, there is always a lot of blood in birth, but there was a lot more. They were a little bit concerned that I could have been bleeding too much. And so, I thought there was going to be this like pause after birth where they were just going to let me like bond with the baby and then they were going to stitch me up, you know, because like you most likely are going to tear, especially if it's your first vaginal birth. Um, and that tissue is like so malleable and it stretches so much, but like it tearing is just a really common occurrence. Um, and it, it heals. <laughs> I can say that now, now that I'm three months postpartum, but I was really scared of tearing, but. It, I mean most I would say most women I know especially with their first vaginal birth tear so it's nothing to be totally freaked out about it's very unpleasant it's not like yay (laughs) you know I have to have stitches um after I just had a baby it's not fun but you will heal that tissue is meant to give birth that way it's meant to stretch and it just tears sometimes so anyway I I tore a lot um because maybe of the vacuum again, because maybe of her position. So they were kind of working down there for a while and I was screaming at them. I was not very pleasant. I was yelling like, what the F are you doing? Um, because I was in so much pain. And it turns out the reason I was feeling so much was because my epidural had come out of my back. Um Epidurals go into your spinal cavity. It's pretty intense, actually. It's not not casual at all. But my the tube that administers the pain medication had come detached from like the port, if you will, that goes into your spine. They did not know this, um, and that's probably why I was in so much pain at the end and felt like I couldn't do it. I was just. Uh, feeling everything. But it's kind of funny because I actually really wanted to have a natural birth without any pain meds. And I actually got it not on purpose. I I got to labor a lot with the epidural and not feel a lot of it, which was kind of nice after so long. But um, I actually did not have a medicated birth at the end, which is cool now. It wasn't cool for the recovery. But anyway, I can talk about that later. So Egan, oh, this beautiful baby is is laying on my chest, and I can't even appreciate it because I'm in so much pain from the stitching, from them trying to figure out, you know, the bleeding, et cetera. They eventually did numb me um, to help because I was like, "What are you doing? This hurts so much!" Like, oh my gosh! I turned to my partner Adam. And I was like, "What the f just happened?" I was, I was like, "I know you're, can you are can have an adrenaline during labor. Um, I think mine was like." came afterwards. Um, But it was like anger. I was really, really angry and really in so much pain. I just remember telling myself again, with that mental toughness piece that this was all going to be temporary. I was going to, you know, they're eventually going to stop touching me. I was going to be able to start healing. Um, But it it was like a good amount of time that they were fixing me up and like, thank you. (laughs) I obviously needed a lot of stitches and help. And I'm so grateful for Such a supportive medical team, but it just kind of felt like in that moment they weren't really listening to me and they thought I had an epidural in and I didn't. Anyway, so not the funnest ending because I was like really, you know, hoping to be able to experience bliss. I didn't experience much bliss with my C section because I was very medicated as well. So anyway, it just is totally fine. Um, I just remember feeling a little bit um, disappointed by how my mental state was at the end. I just how defeated I felt. They took Tegan, like um Adam got to cut the cord, which is really cool. Um they took her and cleaned her up and brought her back to me and I was just still kind of in like a shock um from what had happened. I just remember staring down at her and just like wait, what? <laughs> what? Like what how did this how did she come out. Like I didn't think she was going to come out. I thought I was going to need an emergency C-section. I was scared. I was so relieved. I was crying. It was just so, the emotions are so, so big surrounding birth and babies. And I was really overcome. And the pictures of me that my doula took are intense. I can see in my face, Just the pure grit, I guess, and the the just, I looked like I'd been through a train wreck. I don't know what else to say. It. I looked swollen, and my eye. I was crying, and I was like scowling from the pain, and just overwhelmed mentally and physically, and just kind of confused as to how things got so intense. And I'm so grateful too. And I've always been so grateful for how everything went. I had a back; That's what I wanted. I never expected it to be so hard. And I guess that's the naive person in me. And I never expected to feel so defeated afterwards and so exhausted. I thought I would just feel like euphoric. And I guess I'm sharing that to just normalize that it can look any which way. And I'm so grateful that I am healthy and that I had a healthy baby and the vacuum did not, as we know, cause any serious damage. Her head was very coned, which is also just common from them getting squeezed through the birth canal anyway. But um, yeah, so it's just been a thing. It's been a lot of emotions. It's been a lot to process uh, I think it always is. I think birth is like a traumatic thing to happen to the body, although how it's so beautiful and so common. It's just a really intense experience no matter how you look at it. Um and I was holding this baby just had no idea what she was going to look like and just staring at her and just trying to learn, you know, who she was and mesmerize her features and just she was just inside and here she is in the world. It's just incredible and it's unlike anything I've ever experienced before, except maybe the first birth. Um, but they're all, they were both so different and so unique. And I know now that the, the two children that I'm so blessed with are both so different in their personalities and how they've handled, you know, entering the world. And it's really cool to see. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's the birth. She was born. My doula stayed with us for an hour. She really helped me kind of calm down and encouraged me to smell the baby's head. That's supposed to help with bonding. And we tried nursing. She was able to latch right away, which was really cool. My first did not because he was really swollen, yada, yada. She latched. um, But then she didn't nurse again for a couple of days. So we've had actually nursing struggles the whole time. But um, she latched the first like time. It just took her a while to kind of wake up and want to eat. And she didn't want to nurse for a couple of days anyway. Um, wow. Yeah. I am still kind of processing and, and it it all seems like such a dream now that that even happened at all (laughs) that she was born and we're all doing well now because I, you know, I looked down at my wrist and there was a, bright yellow wristband that said fall risk like f-a-l-l-r-i-s-k i'm not sure if everyone gets this or if it's just the nature of like the birth the nurses that came in and the nurses that were there and the midwives who the midwives who came in to kind of speak with me all echoed that that had been a really intense birth in their experience so they wanted just to let me know that um if I was having all kinds of feelings about it that they understood and that it was really intense and also really impressive that I was able to get her out, which I really appreciated them saying since it felt like I, you know, wasn't going to be able to do it for so long. um, And so we sat and just kind of oh man, did I cry. The baby blues or whatever they're called when you just, the hormone change that happens is so big after you give birth. And I was in so much pain. (laughs) I really was like, I see these videos of people being like one day postpartum and they share them like getting ready in the hospital. Like I could not walk unassisted to the bathroom the entire first two days I needed someone to like literally hold my hand. I could barely move my legs. And, and I'm sorry if this is like sounding scary. Um, it's just what happened. And it happens to some that like there's just such a spectrum. Some people are walking right after birth, especially if they've had one birth already or two births or three births. This was my first vaginal birth and it rocked my body. And I I couldn't sit down on the toilet without help. I was so in so much pain and was constantly like you know just asking for more help and medicine and one time they they the nurses switched over and the nurses were incredible they they missed the medication and i just was really not in a good place um it it was a lot and um again i don't believe in tmi because birth is a very natural thing and the things that happen to women who birth Are very common. I also had uh, found out on the last day that I had hemorrhoids, which is like super normal from pushing. Like I said, you push like you're pooping, and you break. What is it like blood vessels? And you get I don't know. They're so painful. I've never experienced them before. It's a really common thing to actually get when you're pregnant or postpartum. Holy crap! That would might have been like one of the worst side effects from birth. Oh my gosh! And they were so painful for weeks and weeks, and they just lingered um and like i really was uncomfortable sitting down for a really really long time i couldn't walk far for the first 3 weeks at all i went to the doctor to have a checkup because i was insisting that something was wrong and i had to go into the office in a wheelchair and i took my first walk i think it was 8 weeks postpartum or was it 9 i think it was 9 weeks postpartum um and so it was just a really, really slow recovery from that birth. And Tegan was just a dream. We were having troubles nursing. I can go into that another time. But um, we've, we slowly kind of sort of figured it out. She was sleeping two hours at a time. Um, I think at six weeks, she slept a four-hour stretch, which was wonderful. And then like quickly after, there was like a six-hour stretch. And then the nights just slowly got better. Which made things okay. I mean, you just expect you're going to be absolutely exhausted. Um, But she was doing really well. She was gaining a lot of weight. We had a lactation consultant come to the house a lot in the first couple of weeks. I sat on a donut pillow, which is something they give you at the hospital. It's an inflatable donut. That helps you sit because those your pelvic floor, your vag, your vagina. I was saying your vaginal wall, your vagina. Every part of you. I mean, if you have hemorrhoids like I did, it's really, really uncomfortable to sit down, and you have no ab strength, and so you just need some help. That was huge. Um, tux pads or like witch hazel pads that give you at the hospital. Those were huge. Hemorrhoid cream was huge. The peri bottle was huge. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail because it just was a really, really long painful birth but I didn't end up going back to see the doctor a few times just to have them check on things because I was just struggling for what felt like a really long time and way longer than I envisioned and way longer than a lot of people told me you know their birth experience was like so again sharing to say that the, the range of normal is huge and every time I went to get checked There was one time they took a stitch out, actually, and that provided some relief, but they were just encouraging me to rest and sleep and eat and to not carry my toddler, which was incredibly hard. I feel like I'm rambling. There's just, it was just chaos. I can barely remember those first weeks having a toddler. I had, we had help. My parents were here. My in-laws were here, which was a huge saving grace. And they stayed throughout the first month so they could help with Bridger, who is two and a half and, um, you know, was really going through a huge transition with all this I wasn't able to play with him or get on the floor or pick him up or carry him up and down the stairs and he really missed that and I totally get it and he saw me in a lot of pain he saw me crying it was, it was a little disorienting for him I remember one time he came up to me and he said mommy are you okay and I was like no Bridger I'm not but I will be thank you. And he told me to take a deep breath. He said, mommy, take a deep breath. It's like the most precious thing in the world. Um, yeah. So it's just really uncomfortable. Sitz baths are another thing. It's like basically like Epsom salt baths that are supposed to help with healing. The bleeding is really intense. The pain's really intense. The hemorrhoids are really intense. And it's just crazy. Cause I would do it all, all over again to have this baby girl again. And so I don't want to spend too much time talking about the body, but it just, it rocked my world again in a totally different way than the C-section probably. And maybe yes, was a worse recovery than the cesarean, which I never imagined there could be something harder than that. And I would do it again to get this amazing child. And I, I just feel so blessed and so lucky. And oh, just a little shout out to my partner, Adam. Aki was so incredible during birth. He was there counting every single push. You push for 10 seconds. This is all just like coming back to me now. My doula was incredible. I don't regret having a doula at all. It costs about $2,000 to have a doula. I babysat for another family with Bridger for three months to save up for this doula. And I'm so glad that I did that. Um, I just loved having someone there who just was there for me. And she was like rubbing my feet and and changing positions for me and like just helping me stay mentally strong and helping me with like affirmations. And Adam and her were just this incredible team the whole time. And it it was a long time to be supportive, you know, and um, to not really sleep and to watch your partner go through what adam had to watch me go through i i can't imagine being on that side it was scary he was scared i he doesn't cry and and he was just tears of joy after he got to meet her and see that we had done it um that i had done it with the support of him and the doula and the midwives and the ob and just all those people the nurses everyone was so incredible um but i was a pretty miserable person after birth for a, a long time and i um I worked with a therapist to kind of process some of the feelings I had about birth and how it went and, uh, you know, have some ideas about how women could be better supported in postpartum because I needed a lot more support than I could have ever imagined. And I'm lucky enough to have had family with me to have good medical care. And that's just not available for everyone. And it's just, it's really a shame that that resting period is not mandatory in this country for all women to get when they give birth. Like it just, it feels like it's a big missing piece of the puzzle. And when I went back for the six week checkup, which is a very normal time, it was like a 10 minute appointment. They didn't want to, you know, they didn't have time to talk to me about specifics. They checked everything. Um, They didn't even notice that I had a prolapse. I started physical therapy with a pelvic floor PT and I have some organ prolapse going on just Things are not. <laughs> um, I'm not healed at all. And the six-week healing is not really true. It actually takes more like a year or 18 months for your body to heal from birth. And I'm very far from being healed. But I know I have a team. I can go to PT or chiropractic. And I know therapy is available to me. I just feel like I have all these resources now to be supported and that I will be okay. And um, yeah, it's just been a crazy journey. So wanted to share that for mostly to normalize some of the stories and never to scare you out of having children or thinking you are not capable because I am telling you, you will pull strength if you don't have it. Because I did. I didn't have the strength. I pulled it from somewhere else. It was incredibly spiritual experience for me and and really hard and humbling and watching my body heal has been kind of miraculous to know what it went through and to know how much pain I had, to know how I'm doing now and that the road of recovery is still long and far away. But I am just feeling grateful for the whole experience. And this little baby on the other side is just a dream. So thank you for listening to that. And Um, it was really helpful for me to be able to share it in some way. And I hope that someone listening feels less alone by hearing my story and hearing what happened or feels excited to experience something like this. And I hope that you can. If that's something you want, I hope that you can, and I'm sure that you will. And it's a better time than ever to be alive as a as a woman or a birthing person or whatever, um, because we still have a long way to go, but we have a lot more rights than we ever did in some ways. Anyway, thank you for being here. Um, yeah, I'll see you next time. Take care.